I'm Mike Tanner. I like podcasts. For people locally, it seems like every once in a while I just start a new one because I don't have enough stuff to do. And that's actually how I came up with these. Uh, so currently, I have three podcasts of my own. Riding in Cars with Cats is basically my one Red Cat Media uh, business podcast where I talk about everything that I have to do as a business. Chip Off the Old Block, we'll talk about a little bit, is a podcast I have all about potato chips. Uh, mostly spoilers is myself and a friend talking about pop culture. And I'm a guest slash host slash partner with Changing the Narrative, which is previously about creatives in Halifax, but we're kind of undergoing a bit of a change and that'll be exciting come the fall. Today, I want to talk very much about the before and the after of podcasting, not so much what you do when you're recording a podcast, not so much like, hey, what should I talk about? How do I present myself on the microphone? That stuff you're going to practice, you're going to get better at, however it is that you find you can do it. But what I want to talk about is that there's a lot of work that goes into a podcast that happens both before and after that. And that's the stuff I want to drill into today. So as I've said here, anyone can talk into a mic. It's the before and after that makes a podcast a success. I had my first podcast 12 years ago. I didn't do any of the pre-stuff or any of the post-stuff. And one day I finally looked at the analytics and was like, hey, check it out. My mom and my sister and a friend and myself are the four people who listen to this podcast. And there's a reason for that. So what I want to help you with today is uh, helping you walk through that. And the first thing that I want you to think about is what is the product that you're trying to put forth with this podcast? And is the podcast the thing? There's going to be people who the podcast is the product. They make a podcast and that's the thing that they're actually selling, if you will. There's going to be other people that the product that they're selling is something else. And they're using a podcast to become a thought leader in that particular industry. On Riding in Cars with Cats... I'm rarely trying to sell people on web development, social media, etc. I'm typically trying to sell the idea that I'm a thought leader in that industry. And so for me, the podcast itself is not the product. The product is the other thing that I'm doing, and the podcast is how I get to that thing. So one of the first things you want to think about if you're launching or if you're revamping or whatever you're doing with your podcast is, what is it that I want people to do with this podcast? If you just want people to listen to your podcast, I'm here to tell you that that is 100% okay. Chip Off the Old Block was not designed to be a podcast that anyone would listen to and do anything with. It's ended up taking on a bit of a life of its own, but uh, it was not designed to be that. It was just designed to me saying, I want to talk about potato chips. It actually came to me in a dream. That's not a joke. I dreamt I had a podcast about potato chips, tweeted about it, and then people were like, now go do it. And I was like, no, no, that was a joke. And uh, now I get to interview awesome people and talk about their lives and, and potato chips. The big thing with this is, do you have a purpose for your podcast? And again, one of the things I want to stress in all this, if you're just someone who thinks I would like to start a podcast just to get going and get used to it, it's totally okay if you don't. But it's a very, very good idea for you to have a distinctive purpose about your podcast. What is it you want to, people to walk away with? So if you just want to go on and talk for half an hour, you can do that. But for example, on riding in cars with cats, I tend to build into a theme that I've been struggling with that I think other people have been struggling with. And I want them to walk away with something actionable that they can do. You want the end of every podcast, someone to say one of two things. I want to find the next episode of that podcast, or I'm going to go do something right now. Those are the key things you want from your purpose of a podcast. 
You don't want people to go, that was neat. I wonder if other people have podcasts uh, because they do. Uh, and they will leave and they will find a different one. One of the things that I talk with a lot of people, so I do podcast consulting. So I work with uh, individuals and organizations who are getting started with podcasting to try and walk them through how do we do this? Because there's a whole lot of different ways to do this. And format is actually one of the places where you need to realize what it is you want to do. There are podcasts that are a single person interviewing a single guest. There are podcasts that are a panel of people interviewing guests, panel discussions, just people driving around in their car whenever they don't have their kids with them and recording and talking about stuff. So there's a whole bunch of different formats. And there's two ways I want you to think about this. Most people think of the formats as what's the best way that's going to work for this for me? Uh, like, how, what do I want to do? And I would really say, like, what can you do? So the reason that Riding in Cars with Cats was formatted the way it was is that I talk to myself. Uh, I've done this since I was a kid. I was an only child. My mom is very young, so she was off and off working. There's no one else around. And I just talked to myself. My wife learned this after we got married when she came into the living room when I was playing NHL, like, 11 on Xbox. And she was like, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, right. I was conducting an interview with the players um, of this game I was playing. And then she was like, okay, that's a little strange. And then a week later, while I was doing the dishes, I was continuing that conversation. And she was like, are you okay? And I am. I just like to talk to myself. And so one day, I was driving home from just outside Chester, which is where my mom lives. I dropped off the kids. And I realized, you know what? You used to have a podcast. And you really, really liked doing it. And now you actually have a product. Before, it was just me being like, do you guys like movies? I like movies. But now that I have a product, I thought, yeah, it'd be really cool to talk about these things. So I just started recording. And it's called Riding in Cars with Cats because in the beginning, this was me with a wired microphone into my iPhone driving down the highway, the 103, and recording whatever I wanted to talk about. One important fact about that, if you're recording with something that has a cable and you're driving a standard and you have the cable wrapped around the stick and then you go to shift into a different gear, your earpiece will shoot out of your ear and your phone will fly across your car. And that will be your podcast episode. Uh, so now I have this that I record a lot of my podcasts on. It is not perfect quality. And we will talk a little bit about quality a little bit later. But this does what I need it to do. And it lets me record any place and any time that I want. I'm recording this because when this is done, this gets edited and turned into a podcast. The last week and this week on Riding in Cars with Cats, I had a workshop that I gave at Blog Jam last year. Uh, about sort of productivity and work, and it was released as a four-piece set on the podcast. So when you're thinking about format, think about whether or not you can actually use what you're doing in other ways. Because a lot of us don't have the ability to go, oh, I can just invent an extra two hours in my schedule. Clearly, I've got nothing to do. That's why I want to do this. I'm just hanging out. Uh, I don't have that luxury, so I try and make the best use of it I can. Uh, my podcast is relatively short. Uh, the, the typical episode of riding cars with cats. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it means that I can drop the kids off somewhere, be driving for 15 minutes. I've recorded a podcast and I'm done. So think a little bit about what the format you'll actually be able to do is you want to have guests. Can you get guests? Can you get guests often enough that you can record with them? Are you going to get two or three guests at the beginning and then have a long stretch where you don't have a podcast? Because this is you saying like, I'm Michael Boyd talking to so-and-so. And then next week, you're like, I'm Michael Boyd. 
and then next week crickets. And the, the one thing you want to think about with all that is if you don't put out an episode, people aren't going to go, oh, I guess I'll just wait until uh, he comes out with a new episode and then I'll listen to his podcast. There's a lot of podcasts and people will fill their time with good podcasts. And so if you decide I'm going to do this format, I'm going to do it a little bit and then you don't, people will leave no matter how good your content was. I have left really, really great podcasts because they were too long in between episodes. So when you're thinking about the format, it's just not so much, can I record? Uh, do I, do I like this format? It's, am I going to be able to do this on an ongoing basis? And if you don't think you can figure out a different format. Uh, and do that as quickly as you can. Ready for your 16 minutes of fame. Uh, this is a little bit about how long your podcast should be. Now, the real answer is your podcast should be as long as your podcast should be. And there are great podcasts. I was listening to one yesterday that's an hour and 45 minutes. That's long. The longest podcast episode I've ever listened to was an episode of Changing the Narrative that was three hours long. They released an album on the podcast had the artist there talking about it, played each song, and then talked about the process that they had made. That took me like a week because I listened to it in little snippets most of the time. So it took a really long time to do that. The fact is that the reported best amount of time for a podcast is in the 16 to 20-minute range. Uh, they basically talk about it like a TED Talk. Uh, you want something where you can get in, super actionable, get out. Um, I like to go a little bit longer than this whenever it's possible. I like to shoot for around 30 minutes because you also want to think about things like, is this person commuting? Is the person I'm listening to going to be driving for a half an hour, 45 minutes? And do they want to do this? I have a friend who has a really awesome podcast. It's five minutes long. I don't listen to it all the time, even though it's fantastic because I need 45 minutes of podcasts. And if he's only got one episode right now that I haven't listened to, I need more podcasts and I want to get into it a little bit. So longer podcasts, I'll have a tendency to listen to throughout the day. I might pop it in while I'm doing the dishes and then later I might listen to part of it later. But the idea is you want something generally that people are going to listen to in a chunk because we all kind of know that when we walk away from something, uh, there's a solid chance we're not getting back there. How many of you have looked at an email and been like, oh, I'll definitely get to that? And then, well, my wife. My wife all the time is like, I sent you an email. Do you remember? And I'm always like, oh, something must be wrong with email because I, I don't remember that at all. Uh, and so I spend a lot of my time being like, if I walk away from something, it's very hard for me to necessarily get back to it. So I don't love the idea, especially when you're starting out, of having a super long podcast. Because if you don't have a great reason for people to listen, they're not going to. They're, they're just not going to. No one is going to tune in to a first-time podcast of someone who doesn't have incredible, if you have incredible content, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You're going to be great. But in the beginning, you're probably not going to have incredible content. And on the mic, you're probably not going to sound great. And it's going to take you a long time to work through that. But in the beginning, if your first episode is an hour long and it isn't awesome, don't make a second episode because you're just not going to get people listening. So I like to make it so that people get engaged in that first time they're listening to you. And statistically, 16 minutes is actually what you're aiming for. That's the, the sort of sweet spot that you want to hit. This is something I can't speak into enough. You're going to have times where you can't record your podcast. You're going to have a week when you're away or a week when someone can't make it or whatever. Record whenever you can and get ahead of the recording so that you can always release something even if you haven't just recorded it. 
This one is super important because I'm not joking. If you release a weekly podcast and you go a couple of weeks without releasing, you will lose listeners. They might stay as as subscribers, but they've got other stuff that's going to pop up ahead of you in their player. So if you're not going to do that, you're going to have a problem. I I recommend trying to hit multiple episodes at a time and record multiple episodes, make it a thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to call this guest. I'm going to do this interview. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I might record four or five episodes in a week. And then I have a month of content. That's going to make you feel really comfortable that you're totally fine. And then that month of content is going to run out and you're going to go, right. I have to make more content. Uh, Podcasting is a constant and consistent process. It's not some, it's much like blogging in that if you walk away for a little while, people will leave and they probably won't come back. Now it's okay to break things up into like seasons where you can say like, I'm not going to be here for the next month or next two months or whatever. And I'm going to return with new episodes. That kind of stuff's good because it actually builds a certain sense of anticipation for people. Oh, they're finishing up. This gives you time to get ahead of things, but try your best to get extra episodes in the can as it were recorded already so that you can release them as you go. Uh, rather than having to always play catch up. I work for a ministry organization uh, out in Bedford and we have a podcast. And when I came on the team, they had this podcast that was about an hour long, that a little segment with their guests where they kind of chatted a little bit or with their hosts. And then they had like a 45 minute long interview with the guest. And the first thing that I did when I got there, I was like, cool, stretch that 15 minutes into a half an hour, record that with intention and make it a real thing. Then bring your guest on, record that 30 30 to 45 minute long episode, and then release those as two episodes. So now we're taking about the same time for production, but now we have two weeks of actual stuff to put out. And that put us way ahead. When I came on, they were regularly like, oh my God, we have to record Friday. We have to get edited on Friday or Monday so that we can release this thing on Tuesday because they do a video podcast as well. So it's a little more complicated. We have to do this. We have to do this. Three weeks ago, we were finished the season. We still have two episodes that are coming out. Um, which leaves us the ability to have other times. Unless you love doing podcasts, which I do, uh, you don't want to make it something that you're like, oh, now I got to do that thing again. This is not doing the dishes. This is not doing something that you don't want to do. And if you don't want to do it, make it so you don't have to do it all the time. If it is something that you decide, I want to do this because I think it's a good idea, but it's not something I'm super passionate about, don't make it something you're going to dread every single Wednesday that you have to record Get it out of the way, move on to other things, come back to it. If at any point you have any questions about any of this, please let me know. Uh, We'll hopefully have some question time at the end as you kind of get it. But if there's something on the fly that you don't want to forget, I have like, I have two kids, seven and five. My brain is like, well, you forgot it. Now it's gone. Uh, So if at any point you have any questions, please let me know. Making a list, checking it twice. There's a bunch of stuff you want to think about when you're recording, especially if you have a guest. If you have a guest and you want to ask them a very specific thing about a very specific thing and you finish that and go, didn't ask them about the project that they were supposed to be working on, that's going to look bad on you. It's going to look bad on them and it it just doesn't work for you. So make a checklist of what you want to talk about. For the love of God, don't script out your podcast. Don't write down. This is like, don't, because then it sounds like you're reading a book and it sounds awful. I've listened to podcasts that I know for a fact are scripted, and I've listened to them once. Uh, I'm never going back because if you could write it out, just write it out. Put it as a blog. I'll read it if I feel like it. 
I don't have to listen to you going on about it. And I've heard ones that are like very, very scripted. And it's okay to script particular sections if you've got an ad you want to run or a specific thing you want to say, but do not script the whole thing or it will sound scripted. Typically, I do send questions to my guests ahead of time if they're things I know I want to talk about. So for example, with riding cars with cats, I'll usually talk about the purpose of the conversation I want to have with them so I get them in the right mindset. Uh, because I do have guests that they have, like me, they, they sort of have multifacets that they work on. So uh, one of the first guests I had on Riding Cars with Cats was a guy from in Halifax named Corey Urquhart. Uh, Corey is one of the owners of Envie, which is an amazing vegan restaurant in the North End. Corey also was a second round draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens. He played hockey overseas for years. He never made it to the NHL. Played AHL for a few years, played overseas for a few years, opened a restaurant with a friend, came back and opened a restaurant. I didn't actually want to talk to Corey about hockey per se, and I didn't actually really want to talk to Corey about being a restaurateur. I wanted to talk to Corey about the idea of like, you 100% followed the thing you wanted to do because you could be overseas still playing hockey, making way more money. How did you decide that you wanted to leave as a Canadian where we're like, well, you made the dream. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. How did you leave that and why? And why is that an important move for you? And so we got into that conversation. I also knew from having a conversation with him before that he would once explain that if he had worked nearly as hard as a hockey player as he had as a restaurateur, he'd probably be in the NHL. Because uh, he was like, I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I thought, like, I just show up. It'll be fine. He's like, and then you open a restaurant and you're like, yeah, that's not how it works. So with him, I really talked about the specific things I wanted to talk to him about. I tend not to really get into exact questions because I don't want to get in their head, but I want to get them in the right mindset for that conversation. With, uh, <laughs> with chip off the old block, I mean, we're talking potato chips. So like, yeah, there's a couple of standard questions. What's your favorite potato chip? What's your least favorite potato chip? And I usually tell them I'm going to ask them those questions, but the conversation goes elsewhere. How many of you like potato chips? All right, right here. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a bag of potato chips. I have three bags of potato chips here. Pick a number one, two, or three, two. All right. You are the proud owner of one of my least favorite bags of potato chips. That's a bag of all dressed, only available in Canada. It's not a common flavor throughout the world. All dressed in my personal opinion is when they just have a bunch of chips left over. They sweep them into a bag and they hand them out to you. The reason I really don't like it is that it tastes a lot like salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar is my actual least favorite potato chip flavor because I don't need to check for wounds in my mouth when I'm eating any food. Um, who else raised their hand and said they're a potato chip fan? Up here in the, uh, with the yellow hair and the, this blonde hair, I guess. This, yes, you. Uh, with the yellow hair. Yes. Okay, uh, one or two? One. I haven't had these yet. These are new Cheetos leaves, uh, nacho flavored. If you're wondering what they taste like, regular Cheetos, uh, but they shape them like leaves. I'm going to throw this up there. We're going to see how far I can get it up there. I was an offensive lineman. I was not a quarterback. I need one more person right here. Uh, these are, despite the fact that I don't like ketchup chips, ketchup Doritos are killer. They're so good. So I'll usually ask people specifically, like, what's your favorite potato chip so we can have a conversation about it? But the, that podcast isn't really about potato chips. It's about who they are and how potato chips have weaved their way into their life. The most recent episode of that podcast that I had, I interviewed Jonathan Torrance. So like Street Sense, Mr. Deeds, all that guy. He's like the nicest guy I've ever talked to in my whole life. And we actually ended up talking. And this wasn't brought up before. But he was like, you know, this is an interesting full critical conversation because the reason he left Street Sense 
was he said, the third time that we came around and are doing the same topic, I'm going to leave. Like I'm, he was there for seven years. He's like, the third time that I'm just repeating myself, we're leaving. And the third time, the third thing they were repeating themselves on was, why is there so much air in a bag of potato chips? Why is there so little chips? And when it got to that conversation the third time, he was like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. The answer, by the way, is because you don't want crushed potato chips. It's not complicated. I think teens who watch Street Sense would, I mean, myself included, not that smart. Because you're like, why would you put air around something? So you didn't smash it. You ever opened a bag and then just, anyways. Uh, so the thing about this, making a list, checking it twice, you don't want to forget something when this is over. We have a guy on our ministry podcast named Rob. Rob's brilliant. But Rob does most of his thinking in his head. I do most of my thinking out loud. He does most of his thinking in his head. We had this amazing guest on from this, uh, this program that they run in prisons uh, to help inmates. And the podcast ends. We've got her. She's like interviewing us via Skype from like BC. At the end of it, he says, oh, you know, I was just curious after the podcast's over. Do you have any metrics on like what the like after you do this program versus not doing this program, like whether or not people reoffend? She was like, yeah, the reoffending re rate goes from about 85% to about 13%. And you're like, hey, Rob, you want to ask that during the podcast? That's the whole, like, what, what are you doing? So if you have some notes of some specific things you want to talk about so that you don't miss anything, this one hurts and it's important. Right now I'm recording a podcast. I know I'm recording a podcast because I hit the red button and I'm watching it record. But the number of times that I've worked with people or been on a podcast and you finish that podcast and they go, we didn't record that. Uh, I, you know, I hit the wrong button or it stopped halfway through. I've had that happen to myself. I've started recording and for some reason it stopped. <laughs> I was recording a really, really good episode one time and my wife called at like, way too far in to be able to like, and like with how much time I had, I was like, you've ruined my entire day. Uh, but so now what I've been smart enough to be is like, okay, well that's on airplane mode except for Bluetooth. So that I'm not going to get a call and I'm not going to get a text. That's going to like, the podcast isn't going to be like all the time, but make sure that you hit the button. If this is your first time doing this, hit the button, chat a little bit, stop it, go back, make sure it's okay. You don't want to also record a whole podcast. It sounds like this podcast doesn't sound great. And I want to I want to talk about that a little bit. I don't think a podcast needs to sound great audio wise for you to listen to it. Uh, how many of you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? OK, I kind of think Gary Vaynerchuk's a pompous ass, but sometimes he has some really good ideas. And I, I'm kind of done with what he says. Like, I'm like, all right, I got it the first 700 times he said it. And it was good, but like, I'm, I'm good. But one of the things that he did one time is I posted an Instagram post where I, where I was talking about this concept. And I said, Gary Vaynerchuk could record a podcast in an airplane bathroom and no one would care uh, because the content would be that good. And he just after that recorded a session both in an airport and on an airplane that sounded like he was inside the engine. And it was one of his most listened to ever because it was his crazy manifesto where he talked about everything he wanted to do. So it works. 
Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Oak Studios. That's okestudios.ca. I could not do this without them. They're a Halifax-based podcast producer who takes care of all the editing and all of the technical stuff that I really didn't want to get into when I got into podcasting. So if you're looking to take that part of things away from you so that you can focus on actually doing a podcast, I'd really recommend you check out Oak Studios. That's okestudios.ca. Studios.ca.